You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Does God always respond to faith? Does he? Hey, this is Charles Rodas, your host of Everything Apostolic. So good to be with you today. And thank you for clicking that button and taking a listen to this podcast. Joining me here in this study, in this teaching today. Boy, oh boy, why did I choose such uh, an exhaustive subject. Hmm. Does God always respond to faith? Well, let me just just kind of go here. Acts chapter 3. Let's just, oh, let's see. My Bible's not turned to the book of Acts, so let me just do that here. <laughs> I was just looking at it. Acts chapter 3. Kind of been meditating in this little passage here for a day or so. Okay. Acts chapter 3. And beginning at verse 1, we read about Peter and John on their way to the temple. And it was morning, and they were going there for their daily prayer time. And there was a man that laid by the beautiful gate every day since he was a child, and he was lame, he could not walk. And they were walking by him again today. No doubt they have walked by this man for years. No, no They might have known his first name. They may have donated in his little cup to help him out at times. But again, this poor soul, he's laying there lame, begging, can you help me? Can you help a poor beggar? Can you give some alms to me? And whatever his words might be, then Peter and John walking by on the way to prayer. They didn't just leave prayer. They were on their way to prayer. Okay, about to go into the temple and Peter, fastening his eyes, verse 4, upon him with John, said, Look on us. In other words, look over here. Check us out here. And he gave heed unto them. He paid attention to them, expecting to receive something of them. Peter said, Silver and gold, such as I have neither, uh, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Okay? You know the name Jesus is not a magic, not it's not a magic word. You could say Jesus till the cows come home, as one farmer said. <laughs> you can say Jesus, 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 but that don't mean it's going to happen. It's nothing magical about the name Jesus. Sorry to disappoint you. I'm going to come, come back to that, okay? <clears throat> I'm going to show you something special about that. All right. So. He said, silver and gold have I none, blah, blah, blah. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. And he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the, entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. The man was instantly healed, lame his whole life. No doubt, you know, have you seen some people that were were born that way and their legs are just like rubber 
you know, you've probably seen them as just, just a terrible sight. And no doubt without any kind of medical aid or, you know, anything to assist somebody like that in that day, like they have now, probably looked much worse. Okay, well, let's skip down to verse 12 here. Again, we're talking about does God always respond to faith? It's either yes or no. Uh, let's see if we can find out what the scripture says, because we, we need to know so we can believe accordingly. All right. And when Peter saw it, he answered with, unto the people, you men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us? Why are you staring as though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man to walk? In other words, you're looking at us like we have the power in our own selves somehow? No, 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 no. Or because of our holiness, our holy living? No, 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 no. That didn't even do it. As vital as that is, that didn't do it either. Go down to verse 16. He explains. They want to know what it was. And he says, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong. Let me read that again. And his name, Jesus. It's not magical, but watch it. And his name, no period there, it's a comma. And his name through faith in his name. It's, it's all about the name, but it's faith in his name. Through faith in his name. It happened through faith in his name. See? We, like I said, we could say it all day long, abracadabra in Jesus' name. No, no. It's faith in that name, through faith in his name. <clears throat> God, I believe God always responds to faith. I cannot read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. I cannot read in the book of Acts. I cannot read in the Old Testament where God ever turns somebody away. I cannot read in the Gospels or Acts. Let me say the Gospels where Jesus turn somebody away that properly believed, that believed. I mean, hmm. Jesus, in his own home, he went back to Nazareth, okay? He went back to Nazareth during his ministry where he was growing up, you know, as a kid. And they knew him, you know, no doubt the men and the ladies his age some older, some younger, maybe. They knew Jesus. They they played basketball with him. They played softball with him. They played horseshoes with him. They played Scrabble and Monopoly. You know, they 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 Jesus was a kid. He was a teenager. You know, I don't you know, I don't think he was all involved in personal ministry at that time. You know, it, we have no indication that that was the case. We we know that at the age of thirties, really, when he his ministry was launched. Introduced by John the Baptist, behold, the Lamb of God. That's when his ministry was launched. He walked out of the wilderness. He walked out of the desert, having fasted 40 days and 40 nights. But as a kid, they knew him in Nazareth, and they grew up as he grew up. And now Jesus is there. The Bible said he could do no mighty work because of their unbelief. Could Jesus heal them by his faith? 
it's yeah, it's probable that he could. But if a person has unbelief, I don't think he always steps around that. <clears throat> now, sometimes you have faith and I have faith. It may not always be up to par, but sometimes we mix our faith together and we get the job done. We see a miracle. We see a healing. But I believe with proper faith, and, and, and I believe, and I've done other podcasts, if you've heard them, you, if you agree with me or not, I believe that there are different levels of faith. I, I just believe that our faith can grow. Faith comes by hearing, and you know we go from faith to faith, as the scripture says. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Now, the just shall live by faith. <clears throat> Pardon me, as the scripture says. Um, I could read to you at least five times in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I don't even know if I can find it in John, but it, at least those three gospels where Jesus said to individuals, thy faith hath made thee whole. See, it was faith in God. That's what Jesus said one time. He said, have faith in God. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to have faith in God. All right. You can, I, this is my this is my my belief right here. Okay. You can you cannot believe with healing faith and not get healed. Just using faith or healing as an example. So. Let me say that again. You cannot believe with healing faith and not get healed. When the woman with the issue of blood said within herself, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I should be made whole. She said that in herself. She didn't even pray. But Jesus recognized her faith, and she touched that tassel, that hem of his garment. He felt virtue go out of him. She was. You cannot read where someone reached to touch him with faith, and they didn't get healed. Now, I can I can show you in the scripture where multitudes thronged him. Even at that point, using her as an example, people are all around touching Jesus. And, and she was healed. And the disciples, Jesus said, who, who touched me? Who touched me? I felt virtue go out of me. And the disciples, Lord, the multitude, everybody's touching you. But not everybody was touching him with faith. See, we can touch him all day long, but we need to touch him with faith because when you have faith in God, how do we know when miracle faith or healing faith was enough? How do we know when it was enough? Because the miracle happens. <clears throat> now, I'm never going to blame somebody that don't get healed. Not me. I've heard it. I've heard people do it in my years of preaching and listening to preachers and sitting under pastors. I've heard people say, heard, I heard a man say, well, give me people like, like Paul had and we'll have miracles. No, give me the faith that Paul had <laughs> and we'll have miracles. Give me faith because sometimes people struggle. And I believe that when they don't believe and they're trying 
like the man said one time to Jesus, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. See, sometimes people just don't have enough. And that man recognized that. And he asked for help. And Jesus, in his mercy, okay, reached over and touched him. And he was made whole. I believe it's Mark 9, 23. I don't have it in front of me. But if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You mean to tell me if 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 I have healing faith, uh, uh, that that Jesus won't heal me? <clears throat> I believe He will. Again, I, if I'm praying for some, I, I was, I, it was months ago. I was praying with a, a blind woman, and um, she was praying. She loves God. I love God, and I was taking full responsibility, and I do take full responsibility. We went for 10, 15 minutes, and I prayed with that woman. She did not get healed. She did not get healed. I don't blame her. No. I take responsibility. My faith needs to be higher. My faith needs to be stronger. Someone says, well, it must not be the will of God, because she would have got healed. No, sir. No, ma'am. That is misunderstanding the word of God. If it's not the will of God to be healed when you're sick, friend, don't go to the doctor. Oh, it may be the will of God that I have this headache. Then don't take any medicine. Well, it may be the will of God that I suffer. Then don't don't try to get well. Don't seek medical aid. If it's if it's if it may be the will of God to suffer, then don't Work against the will of God by trying not to suffer. Don't try to ease the pain. Don't try to get well if it may be the will of God to suffer. No, it's not the will of God. We are the bride of Christ. And what good husband or groom would want his bride suffering? What good father or parent would want their child sick and suffering? Not me. Not me. Not you. And neither does God. If we know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more, how much more, how much more does our Heavenly Father give good gifts to them, okay, that love Him, that trust Him, that believe in Him? Praise God. Amen. I thank God for the truth. All things are possible to them that go to church? No. To them that call out the name Jesus? No. To them that believe. If you can believe, say, well, I believed and my son died. And that's tragic. That's painful. I could not imagine. I could imagine, but I have a son. I have a daughter. They're adults. I cannot fathom the pain. I cannot imagine the pain that a person goes through to losing a loved one like that, a son or a daughter that you prayed for. Oh, my. How much no, just un, un, lifelong pain. I, I could imagine a lifelong pain. You'll go to your grave with that pain. I would. I, I know I would. I'm speaking for myself because I love my kids, right? I love my kids. And if you've lost somebody, like that. Sure, I, I can imagine. I have it. I can't say I know what you're going through, but I can imagine. 
<clears throat> what you're going through. But I have to put God first. I have to put faith first. And, 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 and I'm not going to speak to your situation if that's you. But I have to believe if I can have enough faith, I can get God to move. If I can get my faith together, God's going to move. That's just the way I'm looking at it for me, okay? I have to believe in this word that says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Praise God. Let's hold on to that. Let's come back to that, all right? going to take a quick break. My book, The Argument for Holiness, has four chapters. The Jezebel Spirit, chapter 2, is the watchman on the wall. Chapter 3 is the spirit of holiness. Chapter 4, cleansing the temple. I want to give you some testimonies that have come back about the book, The Argument for Holiness. The first one is by Julie. It says, this book has definitely challenged me to return to the scriptures and look again to what holiness is and to examine the principles of holiness that I have practiced in my walk with God. I agree. The word has to be our only source for instruction in holiness. Another testimony about the argument of hol for holiness, for anyone interested in the topic of holiness, this book is an excellent resource. Lots of scripture to help the reader understand what God says about it. Easy to read style, provides a great guide for a personal study of holiness by Jennifer M. And another one about the argument for holiness is from Christy W. All four sections are wonderful and well explained. Just the chapter on the Watchman is worth it. Overall, really good book. You can get the argument for holiness in a Kindle format or paperback. Go to Amazon today. Well, does God always respond to faith? Thanks for hanging out with me, coming back. Well, again, I think he does. I, I just, if, if God doesn't always respond to faith, now this has come back to me, I don't know how many times, talking like this. Well, you know, if, if you know, then you're telling me if, you know, it's time for somebody to die, you know, and they're just really old and, that they believe and they're not going to die. Well, we we are promised three score and 10 years. That's 70. We're promised that as a min minimum. Beyond that, I, I don't know if we definitely have a promise of a longer life. But I believe that if we don't believe that God responds to faith every time, then I think we're opening up uh, uh, just a boat full, a boatload of unbelief. Because how can I go lay my hands on the sick and pray for them thinking, well, this may not be the will of God this time. This, you know, or if that's the true statement and everybody believes that, the one receiving prayer could be thinking that as well. Well, let's see if this works. Let's see if this, let's see if God does it this time. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to say it like Verbal Bean said it, uh, uh, and I agree. You know, I, I'm going to believe for God's best. I, I'm going to just believe for God's best, and I believe God's best is to be healed right now. 
I'm going to definitely believe for God's best right now. Thank God. And we was talking about that blind sister. You know, it wasn't her fault that she didn't get I would never blame her. No, no, no. I, 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 I left that and I went home. You know, and in many days I've thought about that. I've got to get my faith up because I want her to open those eyes and see. I want her to see. Praise God. I want to see every blind eye open and every deaf ear open up to hear. And that's my, my, that's my desire. That's what Jesus did. He said, the works that I do shall you do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. <clears throat> so Jesus couldn't heal. He couldn't do any great mighty works in his hometown because of the unbelief of the people. They knew him. You know, he was just too close to him. And yeah, well, I remember that time we played basketball. Yeah, when he was about 15 and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and they people with their old memories, not that Jesus did wrong when he was a kid, but still people you be we become common so common to people sometimes that they don't respect our ministry and fair or not right or wrong that's just the way it is and that's the way it was with jesus but over here in hebrews chapter 11 in verse 6 but without faith it is impossible impossible but without faith it is impossible to please him for the he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him yeah them that diligently seek him so you cannot please god with doubt and unbelief i cannot please god I don't have perfect faith. And I believe all of us can agree that sometimes our faith is up. Sometimes it's down. Sometimes it's stronger than others. Other times. Sometimes our faith is weaker than other times. And so this is why we talk about prayer and fasting. Because the disciples said to Jesus in Matthew 17 about the boy that they had prayed for. See, the father came to Jesus complaining. He said, Lord, I brought my son to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. He runs to the water. He runs to the fire. He's, he has a demon. He is possessed. He is lunatic. However, he worded it. I brought him to the 12 disciples. 12 men did not have enough faith. Okay. They could not get him healed. Fasting raises the faith level, my friend. Fasting raises the faith level. The disciples were not fasting. Jesus told them, fast when I leave. Don't fast now. Fast when I leave. But Jesus was fasting. There is a higher faith when fasting is accompanying your prayer times praise god your faith will rise to new levels oh that's right jesus said this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting 
The disciples, no doubt, were praying men, but they were not yet fasting. Jesus had fasting faith. That's what I call fasting faith. The disciples did not have fasting faith. Jesus cast the demon out of that boy. He delivered him on the spot. Jesus had a higher level. So we cannot say that all faith is the same. Oh, no, it's not. Jesus had a higher level because he was fasting. And he was telling his disciples, this kind goes out, just not by prayer. If you can't get the job done, you're going to have to push the plate back if you really want it to happen. If you want to see that deliverance, if you want to see that healing, if you want to see that victory, if you want to see that salvation for that person, you, you're probably going to have to push the plate back some. Because all things are possible to them that believe. And if we don't have healing faith, then we have to do what it takes to get our faith up for that healing to happen. If it's not happening, evidently, somebody don't have their faith high enough. And I'll take responsibility. Yes, I take responsibility. I'm willing to pray. I'm willing to fast. What about you? I'm not an excuse maker. I'm willing to pay the price. I've seen too many miracles. I've seen it happen too many times to come and tell me, it can't happen now. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. In other words, in agreement with your faith. If, if your faith is only enough to supply, uh, you know, uh, shoestrings for your shoes. Okay. But is your faith strong enough to cause the tumor to fall off of their face? Is it strong enough to heal the cancer? See, you're going to need more faith than just uh, you, you, you know, there's a, there's a faith for healing cancer. There's a faith for healing headaches. That's right. There's different levels of faith. I believe that God responds to faith. I don't, I can't read where Jesus ever turned anybody away that believed. Um, he went into the temple walking over these people. They were well, or, or at the pool of Bethesda is where it was. And he went to the pool of Bethesda. All right. Sick people, lame, blind, deaf, you know, all manner of sickness and disease, all, all kinds of things, maybe dozens or scores or hundreds of people, I don't know, laying around there waiting for the moving of the water, waiting for an angel to come, they said, and they said the first one would get in would be healed. I don't know if, if it really happened. The Bible doesn't say if it, if it really happened or not. I don't know. I guess there's a study in that. Maybe I should do. But I do know this, that Jesus stepped over people. He walked around people. People may have yelled out his name, Jesus. And he kept on going because he was looking for a believer. He's always looking for a believer. Praise God. He went over to a man and he found him. And he took up his bed and walked. Praise God. That's right. That's right. Jesus always responded to faith. Always. Praise God. Sometimes Jesus used his own faith. The woman was in a funeral procession for her son. He was laying in the casket that they had prepared, an open casket. And they were carrying him on the way to the tomb or to the grave. And mother walking nearby. And Jesus stopped the funeral procession. The Bible says that he touched the casket. He touched the, the beer. 
or whatever, B-I-E-R, I believe is the way it was spelled. He touched the casket. And he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. By the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ in his own self, he spoke that faith. And that man opened his eyes, looked around and sat up, and the people began to rejoice. What a miracle. There's a faith in you that can get the miracle done. But sometimes we've got to get faith in people built up. That's right, because if they're not believing properly, sometimes our prayers are just not going to cause it to happen. Oh, but there's a higher faith that we can have. There's a higher faith when people don't understand, when people may not believe like they should. There is a faith that you can have, that you can impart that faith to others. And God can perform the miracles that need to take place. Praise God. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. You cannot believe without, you cannot believe with healing faith and not get healed. I just don't believe Jesus is going to pass you by. I don't believe that he's going to say, what father would pass his child by? What, what, what groom, what husband would ignore his suffering wife and not try to help her? He is more compassionate than any of us. <clears throat> Listen, Jesus sits on the throne, the one throne in heaven right now as the almighty God. He sits upon the throne with stripes upon his back. That's right. He sits on the throne with stripes on his back. They made long his furrows. They plucked out his beard. They spit in his face, and they beat him with the flagellum. They beat him. Oh, did they beat him. Thank you, Jesus, for those stripes. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I can't please him with doubt. I can't please him with unbelief. I've got to get my faith up. Friend, you've got to get your faith up. Don't, don't be satisfied with wherever your faith is today. God can use you to heal the sick. That's right, the lame man there that I read about in Acts chapter 3. No doubt it was, it was the faith of Peter and John. That man probably never heard a gospel message. I don't know if he had. <clears throat> Bible doesn't say that he did. He, did. he didn't know anything about it. He didn't know what was going on. He just said, silver and gold have I none. What I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. Took him by the hand, that act of faith. Peter didn't even pray for him. Listen, when you're praying for the sick, leave your eyes open. Oh, the devil hates that. Did you know the devil hates when you leave your eyes open? When you're praying for somebody to get the Holy Ghost and you got your hands laid on them? Leave your eyes open. That's right. When you're praying for them, keep your eyes open. Oh, that intimidates that devil. He hates that. Praise God. We need to we need to keep an eye on what's going on. We need to see how the people are responding. Praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with keeping your eyes open. Be bold in your faith. Oh, you know, every person you meet, every single person you meet, 
is a ministry opportunity. Did you know that? That's right. Every I, listen, it's almost every almost every day of the week I'm praying for the sick. Almost every day. Almost every day of the week I'm praying for people. I mean talking to them and praying with them, not just praying in private, but praying with them, talking to them, praying for family problems, praying for other needs, praying for sickness, praying for disease almost every day of the week. And God is still a healer. God is still a miracle worker. There's nothing that he cannot do, nothing that he won't do. When we find faith, when faith is mixed with the word, oh, what a powerful ingredient it is. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the faith of the word of God, that we can believe this word. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. We cannot please God in unbelief. It's an insult to God. You know, fear is, is faith in reverse. Fear is faith, but it's faith in evil more than good. It's faith that something bad's going to happen. Fear is faith that something bad is going to happen. That's right. But I want to believe God, don't you? That's my desire. Oh, I'm still learning, my friend. I hope I helped you a little bit tonight. I'm still growing in this great faith. And I'm going to continue to grow until I take my last breath. In Jesus' name. Well, I appreciate you again. Hey, don't forget to go to Amazon and take a look at nine current books. Now, this is February right now, February of 2024. And uh, by March of 2024, the goal is to have my 10th book published. The title is going to be The One Minute Prayer Warrior. The One Minute Prayer Warrior. The Extreme Power of Short Prayers. That would be the subtitle. Subtitle, The Extreme Power of Short Prayers. Thank you, Lord. So that should be available in March of 2024, depending on when you're listening to this in Amazon. That will be my 10th book. Go over there and bless us. Pick up one of our books if you haven't and uh, be a blessing back to us. And I know the book will bless you. Read the uh, read the reviews. Amazing. I'm amazed when I read the reviews. <laughs> I said, wow, people really are liking my books. You know, I, I, <laughs> I you know, I, I, I listen you know, I, I didn't desire to write. That was not my thing. I never thought I would write. I never planned on it, but it just started happening. Okay. And, uh, but, but the reviews are, are, are wonderful. So I thank God for them. And I thank God for you until the next podcast. This is Charles Rodis with everything apostolic in Jesus name. Thank you for listening to the everything apostolic podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.